do you do you want to be looked at as an animal? A what? Do you want to be looked at as a monster? Of course. As not. someone who is careless? Of course not. Exactly. Because I don't think you're that person. I'm not that person. Okay. I, mean, I have two kids so, and I have my job. But, uh, okay, so listen. That's what we're saying. I don't think you're a monster either. Disclaimer. This chapter will be filled with disturbing and frankly disgusting, vile, criminal acts against an adult woman. The details will most certainly be triggering for some listeners. This will be the only warning. Please do not listen if you are sensitive to this topic. This is the last warning. This chapter is graphic. Hello, everybody. Excited, sort of. No, it's so graphic, and it, it today's story is incredibly heartbreaking. Although the disclaimer is over, I just want to say again, this one haunted me for weeks after I learned about it. In fact, I couldn't sleep. And just you know, judging from your body language, I can tell this <laughs> makes you very uncomfortable. It's just like I don't know. I watched, so I watched a video on it and I, I just sat there disturbed while my wife was sleeping and I ended up actually waking her up because I just needed to talk about it and she ended up comforting me a little bit, but I just like had to like let it out. I was like, and then he did this, but he said this and then, oh my God. I think like I do remember watching the interrogation and it is beyond disturbing messed up let's go but without further ado here we go on september 20th 2015 at 3 39 a.m fidel lopez called 911 and claimed his girlfriend was having trouble breathing he was sobbing uncontrollably and screaming at the dispatcher that she was not breathing and that she's quote going to die man I'll play a short clip here, but you can't really understand anything. But just have a listen to the sheer panic. 911, what is your emergency? Hello? Fucking hello, man. My girlfriend's fucking in the bathroom. She's gonna breathe for me. I'm gonna look at my girlfriend. She's gonna breathe, man. Come on. later, police arrived at their apartment in Sunrise, Broward County, Florida. Upon their arrival, they found the gruesome scene around the apartment and 31-year-old Maria Nemeth, who was pronounced dead at 4.02 a.m. Maria was born in Peru on April 21, 1984. She was a leasing manager for an apartment block in Sunrise, Florida. Maria had been previously married for eight years, but then divorced when things just didn't work out. It was after this that she met Fidel Lopez, who was a 24-year-old mechanic at the time. They met at a club, 
and Fidel had been living with his child's mother at the time, so when he and Maria started to date, they decided to get an apartment together. So he, he pretty quickly. He wasn't with his baby mama, he just was just living, living with. Yeah, exactly. Got it. And that in a way like in any relationship that would speed up them moving in together mm-hmm. because she wouldn't like him obviously staying there. Yeah, I get it. So they decided to get that apartment together. And after this apartment, they actually lived with Fidel's family for a little bit uh, before moving into the apartment that Maria ended up being murdered in. They moved into this new apartment just a week before she died. They had been dating for about a year by this time. So again, that's three different places pretty Mm -hmm. much in a year. So kind of unstable. Unstable for sure. On September 20th, 2015, Maria and Fidel were having some drinks and taking shots of tequila. As per Fidel, he states that after a few shots of tequila, he and Maria wound up in a closet where they ended up having sex. Fidel at first claims that Maria asked him to put a bottle and other objects into her vagina and anus. Fidel says it in a way that he didn't want to do it, but he wanted to do whatever he needed to. He said she also asked him to put his fist and arm inside of her. And again, he's saying it like, I'm the man. I have to give my lady what she needs or else she'll go somewhere else kind of thing. That's how he explains it in the uh, interrogation. So that's, uh, hmm. That's messed up. I've talked about like kink before, but I think this is a, a little beyond what a normal woman she would never ask for you to put your arm in her. Right. He's Even the bottles and liar. stuff. I just feel like that's... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, No, no, no. You're not wrong. He stated that once they were done with, quote, rough sex, Maria went to the bathroom and puked. He stated that he went into the bathroom a few minutes later, and that is where he found her struggling to breathe. So it's just, obviously, it's off... I know listeners, you guys don't know yet about this scene, but we're going to get into it and it's not going to make any sense. It's horrible. But before we do that, we are going to listen to about eight minutes of this almost four hour interview that I have clipped together that kind of give you the bits and pieces of how this interrogation went with police pushing him and him like really struggling to just finally tell the truth. Let's listen. And then, then beer bottle. Then what's next? Uh, I think I used my dick between the beer, beer bottle. I didn't came at all because it really uh, it was blood. Once I, you know, with the beer bottle, it was blood, man. I mean, I hate blood. So the, the beer bottle caused her to bleed? I think so. Did the beer bottle break? No. No. Not that I, not that I know. It didn't break at all? No, that I know. There was, I mean, do you remember, was there any sharp, was any, you know, if, it, if a piece of it broke, it's a glass bottle? Yeah, it's a glass bottle. I'm, I'm asking, is it? Yeah, you're asking. But it, so if it wasn't cracked, it shouldn't be sharp, right? Shouldn't be what? Shouldn't be sharp, like it will cut you. If it's not broken, it I shouldn't know, be sharp. It shouldn't be caught. Right. But remember, man, we're talking about a bottle that didn't speak. Right. So as soon as you took the bottle out, she started bleeding. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was blood. I know it was blood. And where was this at when this was happening? That was... Those were in the closet. How did she get from the closet to the bathroom? Walking. Oh, so she did walk. 
Yeah, she did walk. She was she was wrong, but she was okay. But she was bleeding from the clo she started bleeding in the closet. I don't know if she started bleeding in the closet or not. I see blood. I see blood. I didn't realize, but when I see my hand, it was blood. And okay. then in the bathroom, I know it was blood coming from her pussy. Okay. You know, and I tell her, she said, it doesn't matter, it don't hurt, huh? Okay, baby, what, what do you want me to do? Put your arm in me. Okay, baby, sure, huh? Yeah. But she was like, you know, was when, you I, when I start putting the arm and then, like, like five minutes after that, she told me, I'm going to get out of the bathroom, I need to throw up. Is, did you, did you put your, your arm or your fist inside of her in the, in the closet as well? No, I didn't. That, that, that I did in the bathroom. Okay. When you got, when, when you got into the bathroom, what position was she in when you were? Same position as the, uh, the beer bottle. She Same. was on the floor? On the floor. On, on, on all fours? Yeah. She was like a doggy star position. And you were behind her? I behind her. And she said, and she asked you to put your... She asked me to do it. And I told her, baby, are you sure? Am I going to hurt? She said, no, I don't care. You know? And I told her, you got blood. I said, okay, it's not hurting. Okay. She, okay, but, she wasn't menstruating? She didn't, was, Did she have her period? No, she don't, man. She had period like two weeks ago. There's like a, a flashlight. There's some kind of like a flashlight. There's, um, There's a, a flat iron. A, like girl, a, a long, thin flat iron girl that you women use for their hair. Oh, it's flat, yeah, the, the like thing. a curler. Maybe, maybe. Did she ask me for a bottle? Everything similar to that thing? Maybe. Um, you know, no, that I remember for sure my arm and the beer bottle. Okay. Besides that, if you find anything, maybe. What about, maybe. A, what about a coat hanger? A what? Like a coat hanger, or a, you know, that you hang clothes with? Uh, I don't think so. But it's important for you to be honest about it. And tell us Mom, the truth, because you I, I know I know you're saying that you put your arm inside of her. I know you're saying that you put bottles inside of her and everything else, but there's more to it. There's more to this story. There's more to the story. There's no way she could have dealt with that pain without either being unconscious or telling you she to was, stop. She was she was she was talking to me. She was like. Well, maybe may, like, maybe in your head you're thinking that, but nah. well, I know she might have been talking at the beginning. But there, there's some point in time when she's not <clears throat> conscious because what is what was taken out of her is impossible for When her. she was not conscious, when I came into the, the to the bathroom, she was not breathing. She was like, <gasps> like this. At some point, stuff that's inside of her came out. And stuff of yeah, her, her stomach, was part of her body, part of her body tissue is out inside the closet on the ground. How's gonna, how can that be possible, man? You tell me. It's only possible, it's only possible by what was going on in there. I find it hard to believe that she got up and walked to the bathroom after she what happened to, to her inside the closet. She walked to the bathroom. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't bleed out in the closet. She bleed? No, like bleed out, like not be able to breathe and pass away in the closet from the amount of blood that she lost. No, she was in the bathroom. She, she, she was... She told me she wanna throw up and when I did come you, back. Did you drag her to the bathroom? <clears throat> no. She was she was normal. She was like What do you mean normal? Like she could have been normal because her insides are on the floor. She was out. walking. Okay. She was walking to the bathroom. When you put your hand inside of your fist, were you I'm not trying to be funny when I do this, I'm asking. Did you were you doing this? Yeah. Okay. When you pulled your hand out, did you have anything in your hand? I don't know, blood, I guess. Anything else? 
You feel anything in your hand? No, but I remember, like, you know. Squishy? Just, anything? Just, just blood. I mean, full of blood. I have to explain to the doctor, and we have to explain to other people that are looking at this what happened. Okay? We have to explain how she got into this condition. Part of her insides, from inside of her body, are on the floor in the closet. Why? Because what came out of her insides, there's no way she could have been conscious and not been in horrible, horrible, horrible you pain. Explain to me, from, of course, inside of her body, but why when I pull my arm... And you obviously was, pulled it out. No, I don't, I don't grab anything. I mean, just pull my hand. That's it. No, you put, your, you put your arm up to here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, like he just said, look how far that is. I know. Okay. I know, but I don't, I don't grab anything and put it back. But if it comes something out of there, I, I really don't know. I mean, oh, man. Okay? But something set you off. Something made you so angry that this happened. Okay? Ripping out your girlfriend's insides physically and then being on the floor in the closet is not rough sex. We've gotten past that part. Okay? What caused you to become so violent? Alcohol. And, and what? And what? Not just the alcohol. What Something else? Something else, man. I wasn't under my mind. No way. You don't go from a penis to a beer bottle to your whole fist and up to your elbow. That just doesn't happen. Without some type of reason. Exactly. And that happened because you got so angry. Okay? And that's what we want you to explain to us. Paint the picture for us of what happened so you look like a human being that just snapped. Okay? Instead of some sadistic monster who said, you know what? Fuck this bitch, I'm just going to rip her guts out. I don't think you're that person. Either does he. But you have to explain to us so we can explain to other people. Listen, he, had no, he didn't mean to do this. He really didn't. They got into an argument, they got into a fight, and, and, and you know, with the alcohol, one thing happened, you know, but you have to explain that to us. Okay, um, the, the crime scene, the, the, they, they shake the she had something with a the tequila caused something to her too. The tequila? Well, yeah. cause her to be intoxicated. Absolutely. Intoxicated and something to because she wasn't breathing. She wasn't breathing. I understand that. She wasn't breathing because she was bleeding. She bled out because of what was ripped out from her insides. That's why she wasn't breathing. As you can hear, it is very disturbing and police didn't believe his initial stories as they had witnessed the state of that apartment and Maria's body firsthand. They push Fidel repeatedly to tell them the truth. It's a little while later that Fidel finally tells the truth or at least part of it. Can you ever really believe these pieces of shit? I don't know. Like I feel like they still keep some stuff out of it. Definitely. They're all about minimizing and self-preservation. Yeah. After a long day at work on a Saturday, Fidel, who worked as a mechanic at a Davy truck stop, went home to Maria. She prepared a meal of chicken with rice and beans for dinner before they drove to Hialeah to spend time with Fidel's mother. 
Later that night, Fidel said he and Maria went to a Chili's restaurant near their apartment and had a couple of margaritas. Then they stopped by ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, where they bought a bottle of tequila and took it back to the apartment. Fidel said they hadn't gotten around to buying furniture for the apartment, so they grabbed a couple of cardboard boxes to use as a table. That's cute. It could have been if he didn't go crazy. They cut some limes and used some salt as they poured themselves shots, and they also played music on a cell phone. The couple had finished half the bottle of tequila when the evening took a terrifying turn. Apparently, he and Maria ended up having sex in a closet where she ended up passing out due to alcohol. He stated that during sex, she called out her ex-husband's name twice instead of Fidel's. This infuriated him, and he tore through the apartment, shattering the sliding glass door, punching holes in the drywall, and ripping out the closet door. Did none of the neighbors hear? We will get into what the neighbors uh, said, but yes, they heard some things for sure. And I will say that a lot of comments on what the neighbors heard and state afterwards um, the rest of the world is saying, this is why you call 911. You don't hesitate. You don't sit on it thinking, oh, it's done now. I'm going to go back right. to sleep. Now, something about this that's wrong with me. So, like, the timeline here. She supposedly passed out due to the tequila, but this seems really suspicious to me. Not only was she apparently choosing to have sex with him in a closet, she just so happened to pass out afterwards after doing something to make him angry. This is why I think there's still some information twisted by Fidel. More believable to me is that he started his assault by getting her into the closet where it would be impossible for her to fight back due to the close proximity and being forced to be on all fours. I believe his assault was vicious from the beginning and she passed out due to pain. Now, maybe she said the ex-husband's name during sex out of the closet, to which he then freaked out about, but I just find any other version hard to believe. Mm -hmm. None of what I believe is confirmed and is just my speculation, but another piece of evidence that I believe confirms this is the crime scene photos of where the blood was. And I'm not talking about the bunch of blood in the closet because there's so much in the closet but there was blood on the walls by where he smashed the drywall and like there was blood by the glass it was Um, all maria's blood and all of it is maria's blood oh so he he was basically using her as a battering ram to destroy the apartment it's almost like he had blood already on his hands while he was doing oh, it. Oh, I said, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So his version, though, is that he smashed things and then went and assaulted her while she was already passed out. How did her blood get specifically on and near the areas that he smashed unless he assaulted her and then tore through the house in a rage or something like like that? You know, it could be any kind of version of events. I'm not saying that I know it exactly, but it's hard for me to believe that due to where the blood smears are. So just something is off. And that's just what I think. I'm fully aware that it could have gone multiple different ways, though. This is disturbing. It it gets me heated a little bit. It's, it's luckily I'm getting past the trauma of just learning about this one and now it's going straight into like um anger 
And that anger is mostly coming from Fidel and his family and the lack of accountability. Yeah. I remember there was a part of the interrogation. um, They talk about a flat iron, a fairly long flat iron. There was a question, and I can't remember if the question was in my head or if it's somewhere else in the interrogation. Was that turned on? Um, it was never confirmed ever, and they didn't really ask. They just they had troubles to even get it out of him if he used other things. He wanted to use the tequila as his defense. So, did you do anything other than your arm, your fist, and the beer bottle? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. There was a flashlight nearby for some reason. There was the flat iron, which he does later kind of confirm that he used. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's not confirmed really. It what I don't think it would be plugged in. The reason being is that this happened in the closet. I know in the interrogation clip that we played, he says that, you know, she, she crawls to the bathroom and then wants to puke. But in reality, she wasn't leaving that closet alive because her insides were on the floor. So that's where he would have inserted the flat iron as well. And usually closets do not have any capabilities of, you know, plugging in something. So that's my assumption as per what I would think. Have you seen the crime scene photos? Yes, sure have. Lots and lots of blood. Um. Anyway. Again, as per his version of events, once he tore up the apartment, he went back to where Maria was unconscious in the closet. He inserted a beer bottle and a flat iron into her. He also inserted both of his fists. At another point, he inserted his arm all the way to his elbow. It was at this time that investigators suspect that Fidel ripped out Maria's insides. There was a lot of blood and tissue found in that closet. In fact, police actually end up asking, did you remember feeling anything in your hand? Do you remember like grabbing anything? And they point out that, you know, if he was inside of her up to the elbow, he was no longer like in her vaginal area. He would have been in her bowels. And up to his elbow, that would be up to like her lungs. Yeah. So they're saying, like, do you remember grabbing anything? He's like, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I just had, like, blood in my hand. And it's like, okay, so you had blood and tissue and you had stuff in your hand, obviously. Ugh. It's so gross. It's so gross. It's such an insane thing to even think about. Most people that I see talking about this one, they're like, I can't even believe that that's possible. It's like, anything's possible if you're a monster. So Fidel states he then picked up Maria and took her to the bathroom to splash water on her face. When she didn't wake up, he washed the blood off his hands and went outside for a smoke. Panic then set in. He called 911 and police found him standing over Maria's naked body. He was crying and asking them to help. Officers noticed a large amount of blood on the floor and the destruction throughout the apartment. The lead officer also noted, quote, what appeared to be several chunks of bloody tissue on the floor of the closet. Rescue checked for any signs of life, but could not find any. 
Investigators secured the scene and spoke to neighbors who stated they heard a male screaming and heard loud banging for about two hours. Lopez was taken in for questioning. After confessing to investigators, he asked one of them, I know I'm going to jail, but I have two kids, you know? How many years do you think this is going to cost me? I hate him. <laughs> like, that's such a shitty... Like, what are you talking about? He's one of the worst monsters fueled by just another monster, alcoholism. Yeah. He actually had a prior um, conviction due to alcohol-related hmm instance in public or something like that yeah i just looked at the crime scene photos those are pretty uh pretty bloody oh yeah it's everywhere and did you see the smashed drywall and where the blood is it's like what and even like on the closet door you can you can totally see where his big ass hand smeared Mm -hmm. or i think that maybe he started the assault smashed up the apartment went back and did more Mm -hmm. but i do not think it's as like dry and cut as he stated it to be yeah minimizing minimizing for sure cheryl lawrence and her daughter ebony campbell who lived below fidel and maria said they were awakened that night by loud noises coming from the apartment above them cheryl lawrence said quote we heard noise above us like banging and we felt, oh, they're probably moving stuff because it was that loud. But then there was one heavy thud that we heard in the ceiling that we thought our like fan was going to cave in. Oh. Another neighbor, Cheryl Futterman, said she was awakened by a couple arguing sometime after 1 a.m. that night. So again, this would fully be the murder. Cheryl Futterman said, quote, it was some type of exchange back and forth, and I thought that it would have woken up other people as well. It was over quickly, and I fell right back asleep. That also, to me, feeds into what I think, which is she, like he got mad at her and then knocked her out or something like that and then did the rest. Yeah. Well, she was unconscious. Yeah. Well, oh, my gosh. I I hope so. Well, the second that that pain would have hit like a certain point she would have passed out out anyway yeah and that's what the interrogators actually end up saying to fidel over and over again because he is saying oh no she asked me to put the beer bottle in she asked me to put my arm in and she kept asking me and she liked it and then she said or after she crawled to the bathroom and threw up she asked for more to put the arm inside of her and like it was it's just such a hard like there's no way it happened that way and police are saying because she would have passed out by then that like we're talking about a massacre here so for this horrendous crime fidel was charged with first degree murder and sexual battery he pled guilty to both charges to avoid the death penalty he was sentenced to life in prison Some calls between Fidel and his mother have been pulled and scrutinized by people as it's just a little hard to swallow, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. It's just really annoying to (laughs) to listen to this. And it's I can't even I can't even believe these two, including his father. On one count, Fidel said, quote, I don't want to be in jail for the rest of my life. I want to see my kids. I want to see you. I'm not a murderer. I don't consider myself that. 
His mother comforts him, telling him to behave and stay out of trouble in jail. She once told him over the phone, quote, that was a moment of craziness, madness. People asked me if things were going good with her. I told them that it was spectacular. Then you realize that it was just a moment of darkness. These are attacks from the devil. The psychologists don't understand it. The doctors don't understand it. But whoever understands God knows what happened here. So she is excusing his behavior by saying it was the devil. Yeah, yeah. In their phone conversations, Fidel's father reminds him he must be patient and adjust to life in jail while his case is resolved. Quote, I ask that you have patience, son, because this is going to take a while. You haven't committed a crime. You made a mistake, okay? And that's the mistake we have to fix. There's no fixing it. She's dead. They seem to think that the... The, the justice system is going to change in a way to benefit them after such a horrendous crime. Like, these mm-hmm. parents are delusional. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, who knows if they are aware of the actual physical details of her death? For sure they are. If Maybe they're not. They are. Well, I don't know. That's sure. why they're saying it's the devil. I'm just... I don't understand. Like, I I, 100% believe in and agree with supporting your children. And even if they're being held accountable and they're in jail for a horrendous crime, if you still want to talk to your child and support them, that's fine. But you have to accept what they've done as Check well. Check your kid. You should be holding a newspaper and whacking them on the head, not like I, telling I'm them not it's a criminal. Okay. Yes, you were a criminal. Yes, a you criminal. did this crime. Yes, you did that brutality. It might have been you with alcohol, but it was you. That's right. It was still your hand. And your choice to drink that alcohol. Mm-hmm. My God. Either way, I certainly don't want to end off this story with that, but I think people around Fidel should start giving it to him straight. Like, Fidel, you're a selfish prick who allowed alcohol to run your life. You're an evil monster. You should spend the rest of your life in prison. I only wish that you had kept up your innocent act until, like, after trial so that the death penalty was still on the table. Monster. Right? Anyway, to really end off this chapter, a quote from Maria's father. If I had to summarize the life of Maria, it would be very difficult to express it in a few lines. I just want to tell you all that she was and will continue to be a model of affection, effort, perseverance, and love of humanity. And yeah, that's this chapter. I'm pretty sure we can uh, close the book on this one. Thanks to everybody who uh, stuck this one out and listened. Yeah, that was brutal. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. If you don't mind giving us a five-star rating, it'll help our show grow. Check out our TikTok where you can find interesting photos and content on all released episodes. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube at True Crime Story Podcast where the discussion can continue. And if you wish to contact us, you may do so via email at truecrimestorypod at gmail.com. I'm Bree. And I'm Char. And we'll see you in the next chapter.